Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Fingal. And I'm flying solo on this episode of Focus. On this episode of Focus, I want to talk to you about stop-start video. What is stop-start video? Stop-start video is essentially when you use a you know digital camera to actually capture images and then stitch those images together to form a movie. So basically, the old technique for cartoons were they draw they draw each frame of the cartoon and then basically play those frames one after the other to create a moving picture. So each time in the frame there's a slight little movement, um, slightly, you know, the character's in a slightly different position to the previous frame. So when it's actually viewed as a series of images, played typically like 25 images a second, it takes on a, a new life. So basically it can move and you've got an enormous amount of creative freedom with stop start video and a lot of people you know who with their digital camera have played with it but a lot of people haven't so it's something as a project if you're looking for something to do just kind of stretch your I suppose skill set and to have a bit of fun perfect for you know with restricted movement around the place some some areas still in lockdown and you know some of the uh, Restrictions on travelling makes it difficult for people to get out and around. So this is a project that people can actually do in your home. You can set up a little area and you can create some stop-start video. So let's go through the process of what you need. Well, basically, you need any type of digital camera where you can capture a single frame. And for people starting out, the technique I'd suggest is the, the locked-off camera technique. We talked about it in last week's episode in on um, composite video about using a locked-off camera. So, you know, in this, for people to get started, I suggest that you find an area where you're going to create your video, stop-start video, and set the camera up and lock it off and have a remote trigger with the camera so you can trigger it so you don't have to touch the camera. So then any prop pieces that are in the background, which are static, like, you know, if you had, for argument's sake, say you were recreating a scene using Lego and you had some Lego pieces in the background that were stationary, and then but then you were introducing pieces that were moving around in front of them. So in each frame, the buildings or the pieces in the background always remained in the exact same position. That's the locked-off camera, because each frame's going to capture that information. So a couple of, the, like I said tips for doing the stop start video is the very first thing you you really need to do is have an idea and you really need to have a bit of a sit down and think about what is it you want to create so work out a bit of a storyline that you want to do at different times of the year I produce stop start videos for various different things so you know I've done things like uh, an easter egg unwrapping itself and those types of things and we'll go through the process of how you can create those videos and some of the techniques because there's a lot of techniques you can use to make stop start videos a lot more effective so that's something we'll we'll touch on so 
with the, the gear, basically any camera that you can mount on a tripod is perfect. And what you will do is, like I said, set up an area where you're going to create your scene, where you're going to actually going to make your this scene happen. A couple of good ideas to do is when you're if you're moving pieces in and out of the scene, is just out of camera view on the area that you're using. If it's a tabletop, place a couple of pieces of tape or some other markings on the table that are just out of camera view, so they're not in the view, they're not in the field of view of the camera. They're just outside of it, but it will help you um, when you're moving pieces around that you don't have a put have a piece kind of half out of frame because it, you can see where they are in the um, in the frame by just using those simple marks on the on the playing field, so to speak. The other thing which is I find is important with stop start video is trying to keep the the kind of color grading of each image the same. So what I normally say is turn the camera off of uh, automatic white balance set your white balance because you don't want variations between each frame because what will happen is when you're playing it back you'll see variations because as the course of the day if you're shooting under kind of natural light the light can change different things can happen I um, mean if you're shooting completely under artificial light and you're controlling the light then that's not so important but it is a tip to use just to keep it consistent so you don't have to go back in and adjust colours and do things within different frames which makes it a lot more work for you at the end of the project. The other thing is when you're shooting it, one of the things that, you know, the early things that, and I'll go through some of the things that I ran into when I started making stop start videos originally was I'd particularly like, you know, I'd set the pieces up, I'd jump back, I'd trigger the camera, I'd move in, reposition my, my figure for the next scene or the next frame and then shoot it. Sometimes you'll be doing it and you'll get so excited that you're doing it, but you just, you step back a little bit, but you don't quite step right back. So you can just be mindful of your body casting a shadow of onto the scene, um, which sometimes can happen. And then some people may not notice it, but you'll notice it when you're playing it back, and it will probably annoy a lot of people that, you, that it's in there. One thing you can do is every time you trigger a shot, Always do it from the same location, even if you put a mark on the floor to move back to that position. So at least the shadow will be consistent. If there's a, if you're casting a shadow, it'll always be there. Or you're completely out of the view um, of the, the field of view of the camera, so you're not actually going to see anything from you standing there blocking a potential light source. If you do this technique, when you play it back, you're going to have a much more consistent set of images to play with and work with so and that's going to be like I said make much more pleasing video to, to do that so you can and that's not you know the locked off camera is, is a technique that I say people to start with because you want to kind of just get used to creating um, the motion now this is this same technique is used for um, making a whole range of things a lot of people have seen maybe the plasticine figures that um, move around and do amazing things where so each piece of um, each character is slightly, and you, and you could practice your stop start video using a piece of plasticine, making little subtle changes to it each time. Take a frame, make another little change, make a frame. What you want to be mindful of is um, if you want to try and make it a, a like the, the motion smooth and flowing, don't make big changes where the character jumps, you know, an inch on the on the field that you're shooting on because then obviously you'll see that big jump 
you'll get you'll get like I said, as you play with it, you'll you'll do if you move the the characters or the playing pieces that you're actually using in very small implements, that looks better and more natural. Unless you're going to have a scene where you're going to have something disappear, and and this is great, you know, video technique to make objects disappear and appear in the frame by you take a frame that's there, next frame you remove it completely, and and then subsequent frames you follow, you keep shooting with it missing. It just looks like it's just disappeared, or again you can just make items reappear. I suppose this is some of the attractiveness of stop start video is that. It lets you do things that are very difficult to do normally. Like it gives you skill set to be able to, you know, like I said, make things disappear and reappear and things that normally don't move, move around. I mean, you can take some soft toys or other items that you can, you know, position in different scenes or different scenarios and have them moving um, and looking like they're coming to life. So, like I said, there's... Um, a lot of fun to be had from making stop-start videos. As you get more, I suppose, experience making stop-start videos, you know, you can then move to the point where you'll see some and there's some fantastic ones on the internet that you can go and watch and see that people have created. And some of them, you know, they might have produced a you know, minute or two minute of video, but there's an incredible amount of work and an incredible number of frames have gone into actually making that very short video. So they can take hours and hours. I'll just, you know, pretty warn you that you, you can get really hooked on this and all of a sudden many, many hours of your day have been consumed by creating a little video. But as you get more skills, you can actually then start to move the camera around so you can actually start to move the scenes. And again, this takes a bit more skill because obviously you're moving the camera a bit like the pieces. You're moving the camera very small amounts in the scene so you're not doing this big transition from the camera's looking at this and bang now it's looking at that you can do that very slow kind of like pan around like you can be as you're following say a character walking along and the character's moving past a lot of different scenery at some point the character is going to get out of the field of view of the camera so what you might do is keep the camera centered on the piece that's moving so each time you move that the camera gets moved that slightly ever so slightly bit so when it's played back it looks like this item that you're tracking or you're panning with the object and these again take just a little bit of skill to try and get that flu that fluid movement um, it's just a little bit of planning like I said it's not jumping ahead doing moving too quickly or even moving too slowly because um, one of the things you can do with stop start video is when you're doing the post production when you're putting the images together you can actually change the speed between different scenes so you can speed up a piece of the scene or you can slow down a piece of the scene just depending on how it may add to the story that you're trying to tell so what are some other things um, like I said you can you can do uh, or other tips for, for creating the stop start videos like I said, one is like I said is is definitely look at the the story you're trying to tell and work out how you can um, tell that story. The other technique is which is really useful because you see this in a, a lot of stop start videos is you'll see something being built up from the ground. So say for instance, let's, let's go back and use Lego as an example. So you might have a Lego piece that's been built, and you want to actually have that come to life that that lego piece is 
you know starts from nothing and builds into the into the figure that it is. The way I always tackle this is I do it in reverse. So you start with the fully assembled object and you start shooting it and you start pulling it to pieces one by one so you keep removing the pieces. Now there's a couple of techniques you might want to move when you remove a piece you may want to put the piece in a pile in the background so there's a when you play it back there's a pile of Lego as you play the video forward the pile of Lego is decreasing in size and the object is increasing so you're seeing it being built. So you're basically shooting the movie backwards so you're basically shooting it from the end to the beginning and what we do is when we're assembling those frames is we're reversing the order that they were shot in so basically we're playing it backwards but then it will then give you the result same as like I've shot uh, like an easter egg unwrapping so basically I start with a, a fully wrapped easter egg and then I start to you know lift a piece of the foil you lift a piece of the foil you just shot 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 as the foil's coming off you can even get when the foil flattens out you can then start to slide the foil out from under the egg and have this foil kind of slide off out of scene similarly you can then like i said if you want to you know i shot a one year for easter i shot at the building of a lint bunny so i had a, a, a basically a lint bunny i started with a full lint bunny that was fully wrapped started doing the unwrapping process got the foil out of the way then i started to cut pieces off of the of the lint bunny and move the pieces away so um, until we ended up with nothing left. So when I played it backwards, you had the pieces coming in, slide, I slid them into the scene, and then the next piece would slide in and sit into its appropriate position until we had a completed lint bunny and then the foil would come in and the foil would get wrapped around it. And it was just all done in reverse. And that's a very simple technique. So you see a lot of, you know, stuff shot this way that, in movies, they use this technique all the time to be able to create something that's more difficult. So they just shoot it in reverse and then play it and then it looks amazing. Like I said, so it's a technique you can use in stop-start video is basically think about it. So one of the challenges of stop-start video is thinking about how you, you know, how, how you're going to make the scene believable. I remember I shot a stop-start video for Easter eggs and, we, and the idea was that I had a packet of Easter egg seeds, so I could grow Easter eggs. So the seeds were nothing more than um, hundreds and thousands. For people who know what hundreds and thousands, they're just a common kind of icing decoration, the little coloured, little round coloured dots of, um, I suppose it's just sugar or something like that, that they put on cupcakes and different things for decoration. So these were, the, these were supposedly my Easter egg seeds that we're going to plant. So I've got a brand new clean pot pan and we decided to create soil and we kind of went down the whole food process thing. So we actually got Oreos and split Oreos in half and then crushed Oreos up. And I don't know, it was a few packets of Oreos we used, but we, we, we didn't completely fill the pot pan. We put a, we put some, um, like I think we screwed up some clean paper and put some paper in the pot plant to, to kind of fill it. And then the top part we filled with the, oreo crushed biscuit mix to give us our easter egg growing soil and what we did is then we dropped the hundreds and thousands we put we made a packet so we just kind of and again you know the great thing about stop start video you can make your own props so basically you know folded up a little white packet colored in put on it you know easter egg easter egg eggs 
Easter egg seeds, sorry, uh, on the packet, and then we sprinkled those over the fake soil, the, the, the crushed up Oreo, and then we pushed, pushed them in, and then magically then uh, Easter eggs started to grow. So again, so what we did is we put the Easter eggs in on top of the Oreo soil mix, and between each frame, just slightly pressed the egg slightly deeper in till the egg was completely submerged in the fake soil. And then basically, and you can be doing multiple eggs, so you can have two or three eggs going, moving at the same time, but all at slightly different stages of the process. And then when we played it back, reversed all the images, you know, we have the, we have the, the, the seeds being sprinkled on, we have the Easter eggs then rising up out of the potting mix, but really was crushed up Oreos. And then obviously until the whole pot was actually completely full of, of Easter eggs. So it was all done, like I said, it was all planned out. So we had a plan and we shot it. Basically it took probably, it probably took a couple of hours because it was a bit of, a bit of prep as well. Um, and that's some of the fun of it. Like, you know, sometimes it's it's, with stop start video, a lot of time it's problem solving. It's trying to you want to do something, you want to create something, you want to make something look like it, it is a uh, real or as close to real as, as possible. We decided with the, um, the Easter egg growing the Easter eggs that we'd do that because um, nothing was wasted. Um, we wanted you know we made sure our hands were clean, everything was clean. Nothing was wasted. We used the Oreo, crushed up Oreos for a base for a cheesecake. So we made sure everything was clean and we could reuse it. We didn't want to kind of waste anything. And of course, the Easter eggs got eaten. So fun was had by all. So these are just ideas to think about things that you can, gives you, basically gives you the power to create stuff that, like I said, typically you couldn't create. As we talked you know, in last week's episode, we talked about composite photography and composite photography gives you that ability to be able to create an image that would be very difficult to create in real life because you can add elements. This is, you know, gives you the power to create a video that, again, would be difficult in real life to to do. Non, you know, nothing's impossible these days. I mean, these days with CGI, so much stuff is done in a computer where all these elements and see these amazing videos, it looks like all these amazing things are happening. And it's blending a few of these same techniques are being used to create these amazing videos. But these these are videos that you can create at home with and even any entry level digital camera can do this. As long as you know you can set the camera up on a tripod, you can take individual frames. It does work better, like I said, if you can have a remote trigger. A lot of cameras will have an app or you can get a trigger cord, or you can, um, you can, and typically if I'm shooting stop-start video, um, a bit like doing the composite, I do like to have it tethered. So I typically have the camera tethered to a laptop, so I can actually see the frames. And one of the things you can do is, you can play back sequences of your video by using the review function on your camera. So when you press and you're reviewing images and you're rolling them um, backwards, you can actually see the video working um, at the back of the camera, so you can actually then see if, if there's a frame. If, if, if you've kind of if you've dropped a frame and it's not quite right, you could go back and try and recreate that frame and drop drop it in because 
when we, you know, basically put this together, we're, we're assembling all those frames together and we can move those frames around in that process. So if we did have to add something to it, we could. So it's great from that point of view that you can kind of fix up a mistake if you've made a mistake, if you're careful. So we've been talking about stop-start video and what, what can you learn from doing stop-start video? It does teach you a lot of things. I think one, one of the things it does teach you uh, in photography is patience because it does take a bit of time. The other thing is it makes you really think about how you're going to do something. So you get an idea, then you want to be able to execute it and you're trying to think of how am I going to, how am I going to make this look realistic because one of the goals, I suppose, of Stop Start Video is that people, you know, watch it and know, you know, Easter eggs don't grow from, um, you know, hundreds and thousands, you know. But the idea is it takes people on that little short journey and it's why people go to the movies. A little bit of escapism. You know a lot of the stuff that you're seeing on the screen isn't actually real. It's not even possible. But people love to see um, that escapism. And and that's the you know and that's the reason we all enjoy movies and that's why adding something like um, a skill like stop start video is to your repertoire of things that you can do photography wise just gives you like I said possibility to do something a little bit different and like I said but it, like I said there's there's a few stages to this where basically like all good photographs they do start with an idea. Stop start video has to start with an idea. So basically you have that idea. I typically will kind of think through the process how I'm going to create it, what props I'm going to need, is there anything special I'm going to need to do um, to make it look realistic. You know, you can, if you got really creative in doing something, you could create a scene where, say, for instance, the characters are in a storm and in between different frames, you could just bring up a, a like a static light source and fire a light source off, so there's kind of a bright part of the scene, and then the next scene it goes dark, so it looks like lightning. So, like I said, there's lots of different things you can do that you can create very, very simple equipment that you probably already have to give a kind of a realistic looking scene. So, a lot of people when they do stop start video don't put any audio, but there's nothing stopping you putting a, an audio track together and recording some audio over it if you've got the in that particular scene they're doing something so you might want to add some you know audio content to it a lot of people just put a backing track on it really up to you so what happens once you actually create your bunch of images what what do you need to do then well that's when you need to use some type of program to put them together now typically I use because I use a Windows based computer um, it used to be called I think in the old PCs it was called Movie Maker. There's still a version of Windows Movie Maker available. I simply use that because it's just easy. I can bring in all the frames, obviously download all the frames off my camera onto a, into a folder. Now, depending on the order, if it's a video that I've shot in reverse, um, in Windows, in the file structure, in the folders, you can have in ascending or descending order depending on how you set the folder up. So what I'll do sometimes is, you know, I'll change the order that the images are actually loaded so they're, they're newest at the top, oldest at the bottom because I want that um, reverse sequence to happen. So it makes it easier, like I said, to put it into the folder that way and then when I import them in, so I'll just import them as a whole bunch into 
the Movie Maker program, which will drop, drop them all in there. And then a couple of things you'll need to do. By default, it, it'll load the images and, you know, you'll freak out because it'll say it's going to be, you know, this incredibly long video because it puts a very it, it displays each frame for a very, very long time. So what I do, I'll go in and I'll start to play with the time. So you can go in and change the timing on how long each frame is actually displayed. So sometimes it might just be a very, very small amount of time, like, you know, um, 0.25 of a second or whatever. You'll come up playing with different time intervals between each frame so you get that kind of video feel or the, the, the fluidness that you want out of your video. So you can do it, and you can do it as a global thing. So basically, if you you know, you know, once you once you do it, if you do Control A and which will select everything in the Windows um, system, and you can just apply that across all the frames. Now later on, you can go in and select just a section of frames, and you can manipulate the time if you wanted to slow it down or speed it up in a particular part of the video because it, it adds to the story. You might shoot a scene where something's happening at real speed, normal speed, like walking speed, but then you want to have a section where one of your characters runs off. So you want that a little bit faster. These give you the ability to be able to, just like in, when people are producing videos, sometimes they'll shoot, particularly the, you know, in the B-roll video stuff, where they'll shoot something and they'll play it as a bit slower so that someone's, you know, they're walking, walking somewhere and their hand just slowly running along the side of something. You know, people use these techniques just to bring interest to the scene rather than just kind of have someone doing something all the time. So you can do the same type of stuff. So essentially there's nothing stopping you when you're creating a stop-start video is to have some kind of shoot some like B-roll type material that you can actually put in there as well, which then gives it, you know, a lot of interest. Now, a lot of people, like I said, who, you know, the professional people who make, say, the play animation type videos or the plasticine type videos. Um, and then there's people who you know, shoot these incredible Lego movies in their garage. Um, just remember that some of these scenes can take an incredible amount of time. If you've got a lot of moving parts, so there's a lot of things happening in the scene, the more things that you're moving, and you've got to keep track of it. So if you're moving five or six different items each time to reposition them, each of those you've kind of got to keep that memory process in the back of your head, okay, I've got to move this one, this one, this one. Oh, this scene, I don't move that, that stays. Or it might be that you've got a character that, that's turning around to look at another character, so you've got someone coming towards that character, but then you've also got that character slightly turning and turning, 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 so they're looking, eventually looking at that person. These all take time and planning, so it is important to kind of keep, I suppose, thinking about all those different elements on how you can actually achieve that and make it look realistic. It is frustrating, I know, when you do it and you do muck up a scene and then you try and you're trying to replicate or you're trying to fix it, and sometimes it can get quite frustrating. One of the good things about Stop Start Video is is that it is something that you can park. So basically, you can start a you know you could you could shoot it for an hour, leave the scene if you've got an area where you can just leave everything set up, the camera set up in the same position. And the other thing too, obviously, when um, shooting, you try and keep the exposures exactly the same as well. I talked about white balance earlier, but obviously you don't want to have, um, you need really have the camera in manual mode. 
and you will have to look at things like focus where the focus is. You know, you may have to look at um, whether you set a fairly wide open aperture. So depending on what you want in focus and what you don't want in focus, so you will have to play around to get that look right. If you want the background to be kind of that kind of blurred out bokeh type background and the characters in the front moving around are nice and pin sharp, obviously you get to shoot that shallow, but if you want more of the scene kind of in focus, then you'll again play with your aperture. I mean, because the the, the, the movement is you're controlling the movement, shutter speed doesn't come into quite as much because shutter speed, we're not trying to freeze the action because essentially the action's already frozen. So shutter speed, not a big consideration. But things like ISO could be where you don't want the picture to be, you know, the images to be too grainy. Um, and because, like I said, if you had to shoot it, say uh, you were shooting it all at 100 ISO and you were shooting it, say, at F8, and the shutter speed worked out to be that it needed to be 1 15th of a second to get a correct exposure with the lighting used, that's not really a problem because that slow shutter speed, the camera's already on a tripod, the piece is actually static, it's not moving, it's not getting blurred. So you're kind of in control of that. So you've got that basically covered off. I've been talking in this episode about stop-start video. And like I said, I think it's a good project if you haven't ever tried stop-start video. I suggest you just do a little bit of research and go out and just try and create just create a short one to start with. Don't kind of do something too long. You can also use other programs like iMovie and different other movies, um, uh, software to assemble a whole bunch of single images to create video type images. Like I said, it's something you can just have fun with. You can get creative with it. And like I said, it's just something, again, to try and stretch your skill set. And it really makes you think. That's That's the thing I like about it. It makes you try and problem solve things to, you know, come up with an idea and then how you execute that idea and then all the things you need along the way to make it happen. Really enjoy bringing these episodes of Focus to you and hope they get you thinking about, you know, different areas of photography because there is so many different areas of photography we can all kind of participate in. Till next time, really enjoy your photography and I hope um, that you just get out there and give uh, Stop Start Video a bit of a try and maybe you get hooked and it might be something you really like doing. Till next time, thanks. I'm Steve Finkel for Photo Mission Focus. Thank you. Bye. That's all for this episode this week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment and don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast app and social media sites. Remember, photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn. Safe and happy shooting, everyone.